What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the first episode of the Let's Talk Forest podcast. Obviously, it's the first episode that we're starting, and my guest and the guest throughout the whole thing will be Dylan Green. Introduce yourself, Dylan. Hey, guys. Yeah, um, so I've been a Forest fan all my life. I'm currently studying journalism at Derby University, and I thought, why not make a podcast with this guy and talk about Forest? So, yeah, the the idea basically just come from I've always wanted to make a podcast about Forest, obviously. I'm just, I don't know, I just can't get enough of football and obviously big Forest fan myself, so why not make it a podcast about it? And obviously if I was on my own, then it wouldn't be very entertaining. So we brought in Dylan to help us and we'll be having different guests week in, week out, depending on what happens with the club and who we play next and things like that. So do you want to get straight into the Keane situation, which kicked off the summer? Yeah, well, that was a very uh, random thing on it. Like, one minute, there was no news, and the next minute, he left the club. Yeah, just, there was no, like, Nottingham Post writing about it, no Paul Taylor, just straight to the point, Forrest tweeted, he's left the club. So, I don't know what happened or anything like that. Obviously, the stories came out afterwards that he, like, wanted to pursue his own manager career. But Yeah, I wonder if I'm it was anything sure. to do with... Um... He knowing O'Neill was going because it wasn't. It was only the Saturday. When it, didn't he leave on the Saturday? And Neil yeah, was like something like Thursday, that. Something like that. So yeah, it could have been to do with obviously, like you said, he probably knew O'Neill was going. But then I seen something somewhere. I can't remember where it was. It was like um, Keane apparently told O'Neill halfway through, like Feb March time, that he wanted to leave, but he's not going to leave until the end of the season, like, like without respect to the club and things like that. Yeah, and I feel like he did the right thing. I mean, to be fair, the keen thing was never like I didn't. I wasn't gonna say he wasn't like interested in it, but like he never seemed spoke about the club much or yeah, yeah, he didn't have any weird. interviews or anything. Yeah, it was just a bit of a. It was like he was just there. And yeah, yeah, I totally agree. It was just he just joined in. Yeah, well, right. let's, shall we move on to the big one, which was yeah. shocked me. Shocked. <laughs> the big one. <laughs> Obviously, there was not literally anything. We obviously got linked with Amiobi and we'll go on to transfers later in. So we got linked to Amiobi and he's very much an O'Neill type player. Yeah. So I was just thinking, okay, O'Neill, let's strap in, let's get ready for the season, get behind him. Keane's gone, so let's see who yeah. brings in as an assistant and then the club say we've part of company with him. I know, like, I, like you said, like I was, I'm not gonna lie, I wasn't a fan of O'Neill, but I thought I'm gonna try and give him another chance because. The last couple of games of the season, we did all right, to be fair. We won three on a bounce. Yeah, three games, three wins, three clean so sheets. Yes, yeah, so I thought, do you want to give him a chance? But like you said, it was literally... I remember uh, Daniel Taylor from the, tele, from the... Oh, where's he from? The Guardian, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really reliable journalist. And when he tweeted it, I just knew, like, he doesn't tweet stuff that isn't, like... Especially how big that was, like you said. Like, it just came out of the blue. Mm-hmm. One minute we were training in Walter Park. Next minute, he was sacked. I was honestly, I was gobsmacked. I was but, so shocked. And then obviously, the the things that come out afterwards, after it all, all happened and like settled down a bit, was that it was like a player dispute happened in the changing room, and that was the reason they got rid of him. Nothing to do with his results or anything like that. It was purely based on a player dispute thing. Now whether that's true or not, I'm not sure. But that's what the like the main thing that was being yeah. reported that he fell out with some players and he turned his back against them. Well, I heard report. I don't know whether it was true again, like because you hear so much stories and every, yeah. everyone twists it. But I had a report that like some of the younger players didn't know what formation he wanted to play, and I don't know whether that's true or not. I don't think that is true, but there was definitely a there was something on. going on with yeah, the players. Hundred percent. I don't think that was a purely based on the the club decision to sack him, like on results or anything. 
I think, I mean, for me, I didn't enjoy the style of football he played. I mean, that Swansea game, oh, yeah. the way he played. Like, we won 2 honestly, 1. Like, I don't know. Dreadful. It just wasn't entertaining. Like, I don't mind going to a, a game like where I watch Forest and we play good but lose. I don't mind that. But we was playing bad and still losing. Yeah. So, I mean, the fact of having Carvalho, I, I know all the old timers are going to be like, Oh, you know, all about it's not all about Carvalho, but having your best creative player on the bench when you've got trying to, to make Lolly do it all, it's just never going to happen in today's game. No, it's just I don't know what he was thinking dropping Carvalho. Obviously, he did say in an interview after one of the games, I can't remember what game it was, but it was further into the season, like quite towards the end, and he said, "Me dropping Carvalho and like working with him a lot better will make him understand the English league." He's a lot better, so he'll become a better player. And I, I, I agree with that, but I also don't think he should have been dropped. I think he should have been playing him because that yeah, to, to play in yeah. this league is the only way you're going to get experience <laughs> in it. And I just it kept frustrating me when like people were defending O'Neill and him when he was like not physical or not tackling enough. At the end of the day, we've not brought um, Carvalho into. Yeah, he's defend. not that type of player. <laughs> you get type of players in the world. And I just feel like it was just so negative all the time and yeah i mean i'm not gonna lie when he got sacked i was pretty happy i was so like was, i was i was happy but surprised at the same time because i just didn't see it coming like straight yeah. away just I, I couldn't see it i just generally thought was going through o'neill and maybe he was like gonna lose his job at christmas time or something that's but, what i was expecting like same old merry-go-round at forest yeah you know what i mean but then when literally i was having breakfast actually I, when it's happened at spoons and by the time I finished my breakfast, we had a new manager. <laughs> <laughs> Literally 18 minutes, I think it was, that they appointed him, so obviously they've done that behind his back. Which I think was a bit disrespectful for yeah, yeah, so him. I don't, I don't agree with what they've done there. No, I don't. It must have been, that must have been planned for like a good couple of days as well. So, um, I just I don't know. With O'Neill, it's a bit of a weird one. Whether he'll get another chance in management again, I'm not sure. I whether doubt it. I doubt it. I don't. I can't. I don't know where he'd go now. Mate, I, yeah, you know I don't mean? know where we'd take him. No, that's weird. Should we move on didn't... to the new boss then? Yeah, let's let's go. Sabri Lamucci, the French man. Obviously, yeah, very. Eighteen minutes after O'Neill got sacked, <laughs> in. Knew nothing about him. Absolutely. Yeah, nothing. That was it. So then I all Forest fans jump on Google, type in his name. <laughs> <laughs> see what he's about see what he's done and um he's had a few jobs not not he's only had three jobs many, but he? yeah, he's, st- he's still quite young into management so um yeah at the minute he's still a blank canvas he's had um i'd say uh he's done a half decent job at Rene, taking them from a team that like was on the verge of relegation into the champions league yeah. so he, he done well there but then again, that league isn't the most competitive of leagues. There's probably two or three, maybe four teams that you could guess it's going to be in the top six every year. Yeah. So, um, and then obviously he was the Ivory Coast manager, got to the um, FIFA 2014 World Cup. Yeah. Obviously they were happy with that, but then they sacked him because of his results in the World Cup. Yeah. It's also like he had the uh, he had the golden age, didn't he, of that team yeah. as well? You know, Drop, so it's but, a bit. But, right. It's so hard to judge him because then he went to Equator. No, sorry, he started on Ivory Coast, didn't he? Then he went to Equator. Yeah. Obviously, he did pretty decent there. He won a cup or something over there. And then he went to France and he did decent until December and then he got sacked. So, like you said, it's such a young manager and, like, you I don't, you can't judge. I don't know what to think no, of him yet. When, <laughs> when, he, when he first came in, my 
my opinion was obviously I'm happy only was gone and we replaced him with someone younger, more fresh, more yeah. with what he done at Rene, maybe a better pl- a playing style and things like that. But the ultimate thing is, it's a blank canvas. We know nothing. We, we're all going to find out on third of August what we're about. Yeah, which is boring because it could either it's go. As that. It can either go um, the Wolves manager way. Or it can go Philip yeah. Montagne way, where it was just yeah. amazing football, but shocking defending. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, but I've, oh. obviously, um, I, I'm not. I'm yeah. I just I think it's a total blank canvas with Lamucci at the minute. Like, I just what style of uh, play is he gonna go for? Formation, first eleven. You just don't know. Yeah, it's funny you say that. Like, I think the style. I think the style's gonna be better than O'Neill, and I also think the formation. And this is just me guessing, but the way the players he's signing, someone's telling me he wants to play a three at the back formation. Yeah, 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 yeah. I totally agree. He's in the wing back of because they've cash, they've classed cash as a yeah, right back. Yeah, I, I was just about to say that when they announced the Greece squad, they put cash as a defender on the I list. I wonder if they're using him in so um, nine cash inter, is not, as cash right is wing not backs. like an out and out right back, so he's no, got to be yeah. right wing back. And then you obviously have a new lad. Obviously, I know we'll get on into it a bit, but that uh, Yori Rabiria. Yeah, um, he he's classed as a le- attacking left back, so again a yeah. left wing back, which means Jack Robinson might slot in. Sense. I mean, he and hasn't that, played that formation preseason yet, which is a bit weird. Yeah, yeah, I was but, thinking that. Maybe he goes for it on Friday against Palace, or tonight against yeah, Olympiacos. Yeah, go, go for it tonight against Olympiacos. But uh, I think the three slash five at the back will work into Forest's favour with the players they've got at the club, like. Centre halves, we are stacked. With centre halves, yeah, we are. Like, I think I think stacked. our drafts are pretty decent as well. I don't think we need to bring any more in. I don't think we do. Like Warrell, Figueiredo, Milosevic, Benelawan, Dawson. Yeah, Hesler. I think a lot of people forgot about Figueroa when he got injured for like that thing. Obviously, yeah, he was yeah, injured yeah, yeah, for yeah. that whole second half of the year. And he's one of the best centre backs at the club, if not the best. I think he is the best personally. Like the way he can play out from the back of yeah. his eyes is what is what you need. I think him and Alex at the back would be actually. A, I would love to. I want to see those two play more yeah. together. I think it'd be a great partnership. Yeah. So obviously, um, if he does play that formation, then I think it plays into the strengths that Forest have at the club. Like with, we're we're a very defense, not a defensive team, but we have a lot of quality in defense now. Whereas yeah. half a year ago, a year ago, we didn't really. So oh, yeah. he's done. So O'Neill and Lamucci's both done well in the past two transfer windows so far t- to yeah. bring in defenders. So O'Neill's defenders he brought in were decent. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. Milosevic free, yeah. Benelow one for what was it like five hundred grand or something like that. Yeah, like they're, they're pretty good signings. Like they are. Good. I'll give him credit where credit is due, and he has done well. Like Milosevic, straight tank. Yeah, I think he'll he'll like cement his place in the eleven. Benelow one of them players that he's not the best of players, but he'll like he'll take any injury or anything to try and win a ball or something like that. No, yeah, he's definitely what you want as a squad player, isn't he? Like, he keeps on I mean, everyone at Leicester loved him, and yeah. that's what you need. Especially, like like you said, if we get an injury, because we're so injury-prone at the back. Mm-hmm. If, you, if, we, if we had, like, Johan and Worrell as, like, our, like our backup centre-backs, I think that's a good backup. not bad, is it? I think they're good backups. Like, we'll see what you but want. But obviously, um, the, the thing is with signing that new left-back and playing that formation... It's where does Robinson fit in, and obviously that's that left centre back. Um, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Play three centre back, so he'd fit in at the left centre back position. And I really I personally, I personally think that's his best position. 
He's not that's quick that's enough that. to be a, Yeah, I don't think he's quick enough to be an out-and-out full-back because no, he I gets agree. done by many wingers. Yeah. And as a centre-back, he's not really got that because he, he does like to go forward as an attack, uh, as a left-back. Like He likes to push up and help the winger and things like that. But then he's too cautious about what's coming the other way So because of his pace and things like that. So as an out-and-out centre-back, I don't think he's the best. As an out-and-out left-back, I don't think he's the best. But I think that left centre-back position fits him perfectly. Like he's got, I think he's got yeah, a quality left foot. And if he can get them balls going down the line to Ribeiro who never plays on the left wing, then we could be in for something. No, no, I totally agree. What do you feel about the whole... like? Uh, Dorico situation like I've never found the pretty split on him but I rate him as a I don't uh, have to I like defender. I think he's had a few dodgy games over the past yeah, I years, agree. Two years where I've been very questionable of him but then he's had some games where he's been the best player on the pitch and he's just yeah I, I think we should keep him I, I don't I see agree. any reason getting rid of him well apparently like, we rejected a bid didn't we from Wigan apparently from Wigan, yeah but uh, I don't know I just I don't personally think we should get rid of him I don't know why we would want to get rid of him or anything like that because he's he does a right job at the club. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you look at it that way, he is the only right back. You could obviously chuck cash in there for a few games, but yeah. as an out and out right back, he's the only one. And obviously, Byram, quite... Byram going to Norwich yeah. this morning. That was funny last night on Twitter. People thought he was <laughs> Forest. I mean, literally, like, a minute, like 20 minutes later, Daniel Taylor was like, no, it's not Forest. I was like, oh, <laughs> there goes it. <laughs> but um, yeah. the transfer page was like, oh, yeah. Um, They've accepted a bid for like 750 grand from someone. The rumour team is Forrest. So it got everyone's hopes up. And then the next yeah. minute. I mean, don't get me wrong, is down. a quality right back. But the thing that worried me was, I mean, 750k is nothing. So obviously I wouldn't mind spending that. Yeah. But like originally they wanted like millions. And I thought he's like, for example, he was on loan towards and He could only play like 10 games because he was that injured. Mm-hmm. I think he played like, six games last season or something like six, that. Six, yeah, exactly. I just. Oh yeah, man. It's just one of the things. It's whether you take the risk or not, in it. And we've decided yeah. not to take the risk. But obviously, going back to the the formation and things like that. If we do play that five at the back style play with the two wing backs, how do we go forward? Like, who do you yeah. have holding midfield? Who do you have on the wings? I've been trying to work this out because does he play a three-four-three and have grabbing up top, Lolly left wing, and then have like Carvalho kind of playing as a right winger slash cam? Or does he play like a four-five? No, sorry, a three-five-two, and kind of have because it's how. Where do you fit Lolly and Carvalho in that team? Do you know what I mean? That, that's the thing. Um, Lolly, obviously, we've got the like advantage of he can play on either wing. It doesn't really bother him. No, he exactly. Yeah, exactly. But Carvalho, he's got to stay in the middle for me. Like I agree. He's, if he's got to be, yeah. he goes out wide, we'll lose. Like he just don't want to be out there. He's, he's not. He's not got the traits to be a winger. He's he's, a, he's an out and out number ten. So it's hard. Like, do you play like? It's I don't know. That's why I mean, he's gonna work out. That's why I think. Yeah. That f- I don't know what he's gonna play. I'm looking forward to seeing it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So am I. I, I he could shock us all and just go four at the back, straight back four. Darikwa, Figueiredo, Milosevic, Ribeiro, drop Robinson, and then have like a, a four-five-one with two holding midfielders, and then the the three just behind grabbing. Yeah, I think them holding midfielders are going to be Thiago Silva and um, Tomato. Tomato. Shall we talk I about think they'll be good. Answers, um, Yeah, let's, let's go into it. So we start with the first one, which obviously is Sami Amiobi, which was yep. a Neil signing. And um, I've got to put my hands up. At first, I wasn't impressed with the signing, but so far in pre-season, he's actually impressed me, and I think I might have been wrong about him. You know what? I was just about to say the exact same thing. Like When we first signed him, I was thinking, 
we're a club with uh, we're on the up like new stadium coming soon a new owner like things are looking a lot better than they was like five years ago so to sign someone of Amiobi's quality when we're trying to push for promotion I was thinking why what's he's not going to improve the squad any in any way shape or form cash is better than him in my opinion on the wing lolly's obviously definitely better than him but then in pre-season he's shocked a lot of people putting in some good performances and, and things like that so i think i think he's going to shock a lot of people this year uh, no yeah like i think fair, i don't mind admitting that because i feel like that's a lot of forest fans opinion as well when yeah. we first signed him, it was like he's come from a relegated side there's a reason why he's in a relegated side but I mean, to be fair, his stats aren't amazing. I mean, he's played 114 times in the championship and he's scoring 10 and assisting 10, which isn't great. But Bearing in mind, Lonnie got 11 and 11 just last season. As, yeah, exactly. But obviously, then again, you got to look at, he was playing for a Bolton side, yeah. which was dreadful. Like, he dreadful didn't really have a, a striker to supply. He didn't really yeah. have midfielders to give him the ball and run at people. So I, I, I can see where them stats have come from. Like, I don't think it's solely based on Amiobi's performances alone. It's obviously his team around him, like you said, there wasn't the best Bolton, there was dreadful parts last season. But yeah, at first didn't rate him, and then obviously pre-season he's, he's getting better and better. So let's let's see how he even fits into the team, how he impacts games and I things agree, like that going yeah. into the season. And then who, who was next? It was Thiago Silva. Yeah, Thiago Silva, again, came out a bit of a blur, like it was reported a little bit, and then it happened. And... um. um I'm unsure about him because like, I know obviously you see all the Twitter things, you see all the YouTube clips, he yeah. looks amazing. But his stats aren't incredible for a, a guy who had so much potential at one point. I mean, he's played 145 times in the league and us, which isn't a uh, challenge in the league really, is it, to nope. have been honest. Um, and he's only scored 16 assisted 20. Now, if he's playing that deep line midfielder, then I don't mind that because obviously yeah. playing that deep I'm line totally midfielder. But that. if he's playing Cam which some people have suggested, but I'm not sure, like I said, because I've not watched him. And it's pr- it surprised me how many people know about him when they've not watched him. But yeah. if he's playing Cam, then them numbers aren't that good. But if I he's playing as a midfielder, totally I think he'd be a good. I think he's going to be a good addition like, if he plays as that centre mid, yeah. like box to box. I think he's going to be the the man that's going to attack from defence, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I agree. So a link with play. Yeah, so Samedo maybe does all his dirty work, goes running around, getting tackled and battered everywhere, and then he'll be there to just get the ball quick into Carvalho's feet, into Lolly's feet, and then that's where the attack goes. No, I, I, I think yeah, I agree with that. But like you said, we can't really judge him because we don't know what position he's going to fit in at, whether he's going to play the deeper role, more attacking with Carvalho, and obviously if he is attacking, then them stats aren't the best considering the league he's in. But then again, I'm pretty sure he was in one of the teams that got relegated last year, wasn't it? Um, uh, ooh, let me just do. I it was possibly, yeah. I'm pretty sure he played for the one of the teams that went down in the league loss last year. Pretty sure I've seen that somewhere. Right. So it was only two million, did, I believe. I believe yeah, it so was around two million. It's not, it's not a big gamble or anything like that. He's just like you said, it, it's a good addition to the team. Yeah, and then another obviously then we've carried on with a Portuguese market and we brought in. On lateral transfer, which I didn't think we were going to, but the left back. Um, yeah, I thought, Fiori, I thought we were going to be getting him on loan. I did too. Obviously, um, like we mentioned earlier, he's very attacking left back. He's, he's going to have to show a lot of defensive traits this year because there's a lot of good teams and good wingers in the league this year. Yeah, that's so what makes you think about the three-five, isn't it, to like yeah. help him because he is like from what I've heard and report from Portugal is. 
that, like you said, his attacking game is good, and he's like he still needs still needs to improve his attacking game, but his defensive game is what lets him down a little bit. Totally agree. So hopefully, fingers crossed, it improves for the championship. But if he's got the pace, and nine times out of ten, if you've got pace on your fullbacks, they're normally pretty decent, to be fair. Yeah. But it's just the thing is, um, like you say, what formation is he going to fit into? Because if he goes for the flat back four. Is he going to get beat by many wingers and things like that? Yeah. If he plays for the the five at the back wing back formation, then he's going to have help from Robinson, the central midfielders, the wingers. So, but he he did like um, I know he has caught a lot of ice of like um, the big teams in Europe, like when he was a bit younger in his career, like coming through the ranks of Benfica, like yeah, he had a bit of hype around it. So he's not really lived up to that hype. But he's still young though, isn't he? Is he yeah, 22? He's 22, yeah. Yeah, so that's still ridiculously young. And we've got him, and now he's our player. Yeah. And like, it might be like a Carvalho season where like flashes of brilliance, but then still getting used to the league. Yeah, I totally agree. But um, I'm I'm excited for this one, especially because he's our player as well. Do you know what I mean? I'm excited. Yeah. I am excited for him. I'm really looking forward to seeing what he can do. But obviously, did you see the thing that's been involved in the deal, the 50 cent sell-on clause? Yeah, that's fifty percent. Bloody hell! It's a it's a big chunk. Very... Is that a good sign though? Is that a good sign for that? Be- um, from from a financial point of view, I don't think it is because giving no, someone fifty percent of your player, I don't I don't agree with it. Like, if he went that's in, if he went if he went and played out of his skin for the whole season, and we sell him for let's say fifteen million. Then we're only making seven and a half million off it. That is true. Like maybe that was what, maybe though it lowered yeah. the price when we brought him though. Yeah, yeah, it could have done. I mean, could have brought the deal right down. I, like you said, for financial that's crazy. But then it, I'm looking at it maybe thinking, do they um do they Benfica think that he could like become a really good left back? Mm-hmm. And then make some money on him. Even yeah, I think their player still. Yeah, I think just Benfica, just Benfica, just they have so many youngsters, don't they? That mm-hmm. but uh, if he turns out brilliant, then everyone will forget about that. But I just like you said, I just hope we don't sign for somewhere like ten million. We're gonna get five million for him. Yeah, it's just crazy that fifty percent sell-on clauses. But like you said, it could have brought his actual transfer fee coming to Forest down like a, like a, a lot. Ton. Yeah, because I'm guessing. It would have been towards the the higher end of the like uh, single digit millions that we would have been able to sign him for, but, but with chucking that in, he brought it down a lot. No, yeah, I agree. And then obviously his teammate came on loan, though. Yeah. But um, is there anything in that deal to make it permanent at the end of the season? Um, no, I don't think so. I, I don't I think don't it is, think. is there? I mean, it's just a straight loan deal, and obviously if it goes well, then. Who knows? Who knows? But, um, obviously, like, obviously, a lot of people were online were saying he's valued at 25 million. I don't know where this figure's come from. I I don't think he's valued at that much. No, personally, because one, he's I don't think he's hardly ever played for Benfica, mm-hmm. and he's only played 55 professional games. Oh, he might, and he's 21, so he might have a lot of potential. He might be worth, I don't know, 10 million. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Five million. I feel like that was just to hype him up a little bit for Forest fans. It was a bit like. Um... When we had Brereton coming through our ranks, we had like the likes of Liverpool watching him and things like that. So we chucked the valuation on him like 
young English talent, let's chuck a high amount of like a, val- a high value on him. So if if he does end up going, then we are losing talent, but we're gaining a lot of money back. So that's maybe where they've got that valuation from. Yeah, but um, again, like it's a bit of a pattern here with all the Portuguese players. But again, never seen him play. Can't judge him. Heard good things about him, but I heard good things about a lot of players. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I I do think. If he does slot in like beside Silver, he'll do Silver's dirty work for the whole year, the whole season. If obviously, if he doesn't get injured or anything like that, then he, he will. Let's see how, how let's see how he gets on against West Brom and things like that. Because to be fair, we've not got the easiest of starts to the season. Oh, uh, we'll talk about that later on. <laughs> but God, say what so, a yeah. challenge! Oh so, yeah, all, all our new players will be tested in them first few games, and we'll see whether they're about it or not. But no, like I said, like I'm gonna, I'm not judging any of these players. Obviously, we can judge uh, um, f- the two lads from England, can't we? Yeah, Sammy Adoma. And, uh, yeah. Adoma, because obviously we've seen them play. But the other four, four, three, sorry, four, we can't judge them at all yet until. Totally agree. Yeah, but then obviously we go to another loanee, which is the goalkeeper from Man City, Eric, yeah. who uh, now he's one of the hottest prospects for a goalkeeper in the world at the minute. And yeah, and City fans love him. Yeah, and Pep loves him. Pep says yeah. he's got the quality to be like number one for City soon, like in a few years. Sorry. Now the thing is, obviously there was that debate going around who is going to start Pantelimon or him because Pantelimon had a a bit of a fifty fifty season last year. Like, yeah, good save. A lot of criticism. I think. Yeah. I think sometimes it's not fair on him. Like you're asking a keeper who's well, how old is he now? Thirty-one, uh, something like that. To try and play out the back, and if he's not done that his whole career, it's going to be hard for him to do it. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? I still think he's a fantastic shot stopper. I just feel like sometimes the decision making, yeah, is just so questionable. Totally agree. Like, I don't think he's really got a long, long kick on him either. So if no, he needs to get us out of trouble, then we've not really got that option. But with the the debate going around, who's going to start Pantelimon Murich? The the reason I'm not looking at it from this side like this point of view is because Pep rates him so highly yep. would he have sent him on loan to Forest if there wasn't something in the contract where he has to play a certain amount of games uh, or something I like that I could agree more with you I definitely think that is the I think he, Pep would have not Pep but Man City would have said is yeah. he going to start for you and if we said it's, yes he will there's not a chance Man City would have sent him out on loan to, especially to us without knowing what his position is going to be for the year like oh, 100%, whether he's going to get games 100%. because Let's have a look at other teams in the championship. Anyone would have took him, but then, then it's yeah. just that thing. He's got to he's got to be played because they want him to come back to sitter and be the solid number two behind Edison. Yeah, I like, mean, he's no debate yeah, about it. I agree. I mean, I mean, he's, he's one of these players that will never get back permanently because he's obviously just signed a new yep. deal before he came, didn't he? But so hopefully, one of them things want... we need to be like, we need to relish the chance of him being with our club and take it for the year. Exactly, and if he does um, what Dean Henderson did at um, Sheffield United, that would be perfect. Yeah, <laughs> get us promotion. But well, um, yeah, he's 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 featured a few times last season for City in the cup, and done done quite well to be fair. Like in that penalty shootout, was it against yeah, Leicester? Yeah, he won the penalty shootout, didn't he? Yeah, and I think he had a quite. I think he had played like five games, and got four clean sheets. Obviously. It's hard to judge because he's playing for Man City. Yeah, I about to say, look at the team in front of him. But um, like you said, he's highly rated by a lot of people. So I'm looking forward to seeing him playing. 
I just can't wait for that. I think the Palace... Is it Palace on Friday? Palace on Friday, yeah. So I think Palace on Friday, obviously the week after we've got um, the, the Spanish team, aren't we? And I feel like yeah. by then, the games you'll start to see out the first 11 start appearing. I, I, I was uh, speaking to my dad about this the other day. I was saying, when do you think... Like, going back to Lamucci and his things like that. When do you think he's going to decide his, his starting team for August the 3rd? Because it's all good changing at half-time in every game getting fitness yeah, in but I don't mind again, that. the team can't bond together in actual agree, football games I mean, I it, think, it's um, a different thing between being in a training game and an actual yep. friendly they need to like play together and know each like other that. yeah 100% and I also feel like you know was it oh, the team we played on Saturday the Greek side yeah Atromitos or whatever the name well, is that, apart from the back four or the back five Keeper. I think when I was looking at that, I was like, I want. I think this is going to be the starting back five. Which yeah, yeah, Dariqua, yeah. Uh, Figueredo, Alex, and uh, the new lad left back with uh, Muric in goal. I think yeah. that's. I, I think that think, is. If he's going to go for it at the back, that'll be it. Yeah, I think that was quite a good. And if we see that again tonight against Olympiacos and again on Friday, I think you'll start to realise yeah, that that's going to be the back five. Yeah. Because they then, need to start knowing each other. Yeah, they do. They it, the, the the attacking sense is. You need to know when players are going to make runs and things like that, but that yeah. can just become natural talent. Whereas defensively, you need to know who's going to cover your back at certain exactly. times and when things like that. They've got to get used to it. Yeah. 100%. Couldn't agree with you more, man. I feel like, hopefully, if I see the same back four tonight, I'll start being like, okay, this is hopeful. This is what we're going to go with. And I, I'm glad he's giving the young lads to go, like Johnson, Apaya, um, yeah. Edsa, Mighton, things like that. Couldn't agree more. Get them a bit of game time. Yeah. Like, and see what it's like. They might surprise then, me. I'm I'm not sure if he even knows he's starting eleven yet. No. I think he's got a, I think he's got a, a rough idea, but I think he's still going to play with a lot of things up until we like, the starting game. We don't even we don't have a clue. So but it'll be interesting. But obviously, the last signing of, was another free transfer, which was Albert Adoma. Yeah. Um, I was a bit confused with this one, like because. I'm guessing you're classing Cash as a right back, so technically we've only got two right wingers, but I feel like he's it, playing the same position as Amayobi, and I just feel like, I know they're slightly different players, I know we've just got him in for his experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's just a purely changing room man. Like He's going to he's gonna bring quality to the pitch and score some goals, get some assists, and put in some good performances over the next, uh, what's he signed for, two seasons or something like that? Yeah, I think it's a two-year contract. Yeah, I think I think he's going to do well on on the actual playing side of it, but I think he's purely been brought in for, like you said, experience in the changing room, helping the younger players go through things they've probably never experienced before. No, I agree. I just feel like I mean, it, it's just a weird one because I just hope he's not on too much money because he's been on a bit of a da- decline, especially last year compared to the year before. Yeah, but maybe he could find a form again. I just hoping that like it's not uh, obviously not. Dan Murphy's not been a bad, bad signing, but we gave him that contract when he was like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And every year he's got a bit worse, hasn't he? So, I just, I, I'm glad they've signed Adomi because he's one of them players that most teams in the championship would take him, like for his experience and things like that. So it's good that we've got him and he's ours and he's not going to hurt us in the season or anything like that. But then where does he fit into the team and things like that? Because obviously he's aging now and, he must be a squad player. He can't. Yeah. He don't get that. For me personally, he doesn't get him a starting eleven. Yep. 
I mean, I don't think he, I think he's only played like twenty minutes preseason because he obviously hasn't been training because he's yeah. been celebrating with Villa. But um, and he's he he said in an interview the other day his fitness levels are stupidly low compared exactly. to what he wants to be at. Which is a bit worrying to say we've only got two weeks to our season. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> you best get running in. Yeah, get on, get on the treadmill, mate. But no, um, <laughs> so far with the signings, obviously six signings. How how do you feel about the signings so far? I think I think the 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 foreign lads are obviously just like our manager, blank canvas. We we take them in the first few games of the season and judge them then. We can't judge them in pre-season because it's just it's not going to work like that. Whether we play Palace or Mansfield or whoever we play, the standard of opponent it, it's pre-season at the end of the day. It's all for fitness, so maybe they're not going to put in the best performance. Maybe they are going to put in the best performance and it's going to go downhill. But we can only judge it from like the West Brom, the Leeds game and things like that. 100% so, agree. The, the the three foreign lads who's come in, let's judge them into the season. Mjoric probably the same because it is a young keeper, but there's that hype around him that makes you feel confident with him in goal. Yep. Amiobe, we know what he's about. Um, yeah. We know, what we know what he's going to bring, just like Adoma. So I think it's been a good transfer window so far. Which I think we're trying to make a statement to the the league. Obviously, there's been much more bigger signings in the league and things like that this year. But we are building a team. I don't. I, we where do we finish last year? Ninth. I don't yeah. think we're far away from being a, a top team. And maybe these signings tip us over into that bracket of being a top team. Yeah, I was saying this to someone, like, I've said this a few times, and maybe because we're Forest fans, we're probably biased. <laughs> but um, looking at the squad on paper, it's like, for me, it's a top six team. Yeah, and so that last year, I thought it wasn't that far off a top six team. It's just, obviously, the, the switch of managers didn't help halfway through the season because I think if we had Karanka, we was on the way to the playoffs. Agreed. Um, but it's, I think, like you said, on paper, we have got a top six team and a team that should be performing week in, week out away from home wherever at they, they need to go put performances and like I said I think it was only a few signings away from being into that bracket of a top team and maybe these signings push it over into that bracket well yeah well that sounds a good leeway shall we do a league table predictions I know but I mean it's a bit early but we should probably give it a go yeah yeah so obviously I'll be putting my own prediction out on my channel over yeah. the next maybe week and a half, two weeks or so, because we've got to let the other clubs get some transfers and see how preseason goes. But this is just a rough idea of what like we think yeah. the league table is. Shall uh, we do? Shall we just do top six and bottom three? Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And I, I'm looking at yours right now, and I'm, I probably agree with all of it. Yeah, so we'll start relegation. Um, yeah. Obviously, this is my prediction because he, he asked me to do it. So I thought, obviously, like he says, rough because the transfer window is not over yet. So I don't know who's signing who or. Um, so maybe we'll do an updated one maybe in a couple of weeks' time. But um, the bottom three, I've gone for Barnsley at the bottom. I know they lost a few of their defenders. I just feel like they're probably the weakest team coming up out of the three. Yeah. Um, and then the 23rd, I've gone for Wigan because they've obviously lost Nick Powell, haven't they? Who was like mm-hmm. their go-to guy. And I just feel like they've been on decline for years. I think this is going to be the year where yeah. they're going to get relegated. <laughs> And also, I'm going to say Cholton, but I think they're going to be relegated near the end of the week. Like, sorry, near the end of the transfer window. Not fucking out. The end of the <laughs> season. Got there in the end. Um, because I feel like they've just not got quite enough of squad to stay up. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, a dark horse to go down that I'm going to say might go down is Birmingham. That's my dark horse to be relegated. Birmingham. Because they obviously lost Gary Monk and they've lost Chad Adams yeah. and Ziotta. But we'll see. And then if we go to top six... 
first, I've gone for Leeds. Um, another year under Belosa, and I just feel like the squad they're making is right at the minute. Do you know what I mean? I feel like it's going to be yeah. up there with the best. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to cause some problems. Second, I've gone for West Brom, because of the, just mainly on the manager. And yeah. I noticed that they still need a striker because they lost Rodriguez, but I feel like they'll bring one in. Um, and third, I've gone for Fulham, just because, again, the players they've got more than anything. Um, and I've gone Cardiff in fourth, and I think Cardiff are going to get promoted because it's just Neil Warnock's side. He just knows what to do. And they've kept their side, haven't they, really? From yeah, the from, from the Championship, really. Yeah, they really. went up with the same yeah. didn't really make that many additions, and then they've come back down. So it's basically a championship squad ready to get promoted again. And fifth, again, I'm probably being biased as, you know, so much, but I think <laughs> it's going to be us. But I have said we're going to even not time the semi-finals, but um, I do think it's going to be us. And then in sixth, I've gone for Derby. And uh, the only reason I've gone for Derby is because of uh, their manager, who I think is going to be very good for them. Yeah. But uh, that's my early, early. And when we, know, I mean, we're filming this on the 16th of July, so I might have like a twat by the end, like next month. <laughs> but, uh, that's my early predictions. Bottom three, I totally agree with. Maybe I could maybe see Reading dropping into there because yeah, I, I don't think they've got a talented team going into. I was umming about Reading. Yeah, I was like Red. It was between Reading and Cholton, but I just feel like because Reading have been there a few years, I think they know how to just get the other yeah, point. They, you know? they know how to cope and things like that. Yeah. Uh, top uh, top two Leeds I can see not romping the league but I think they'll win it comfortably yeah I think like so they, Bielsa by far best manager in the league it's not a debate yeah no, like yeah. you say the signings they've made on top of last year's squad are ridiculous so they are on the way to like securing promotion I, I think West Brom I'm totally with you on this Probably the second best manager in the league. He should not be at this. Time. Yeah, I, I mean, how they got him, I don't know how they I got know, him. I, I fair play to West Brom because that's a fantastic signing. But without a striker, can't yep. see them finishing second. With it, I can see them finishing second because that's what I mean. Yeah, they've got the Rodriguez money coming in, and then I'm pretty sure over the past like 48 hours, there's been like moves on. Uh, Rondon going to join with, back with Rafa Benitez in China so they're going to get a hefty fee back from that so then they're allowed to spend that money on whoever they want whether they maybe pursue the Gale deal again and bring yeah, him back yeah I could see that happening but we'll, uh, we'll have to wait and see but like, I agree with you like, it just depends on if they can get a striker like Gale yeah. again Fulham I think they was unlucky to come down last year with the money not like football wise not unlucky is in they shouldn't have come down because they played dreadful football but yeah, they spent a lot a lot of money in the Premier League last year yeah well Villa have done it this year haven't they yeah. so they've spent a lot of money in the Premier League last year and they've made some quality signings last year like Seri and they've just not worked Schurler obviously has gone back to Dortmund but yeah. that would been a permanent deal if they would have stayed up I believe uh, Ryan Babbles left them so they've they've obviously Mitrovic they signed him on a long term contract because they were talking about him leaving so what a striker. he's probably the best striker in the league. Yeah, prob- so I, I probably could agree with you on that one. If they can keep their squad fit, it's just down to Scott Parker. Then what's he going to be like as a manager? Because it's his first managerial job. He took him. He took yeah. Reigns like last year. And That's why I've got him in third. Uh, Cardiff, like you said, Neil Warnock team. I don't think they're the most talented team no, ever. The shit house results. Yeah, it's Neil Warnock. It's Neil Warnock. <laughs> 
it's everything Neil Warnock stands for in football. I just dread him. I can totally agree with you. Put him in fourth. Maybe you could push him into second, into third, wherever they, wherever they fit in. They're going into the top six, I think. Yeah, Forest, obviously, sure. being Forest fans, we've got to put ourselves in the half-decent transfer window so far. Um, December will probably change our mind. but <laughs> <laughs> uh, Switching managers. Um, yeah, I can see us maybe pushing for the playoffs at least like that's that's we where should we should be uh derby lost lampard lost mount lost tamori lost wilson they've lost some big names but bringing koku back bringing in dowell on loan the other day oh, uh, I, I don't think they'll struggle because they've got an already good team for this level it pains me to say it but derby've had a good team for so many years. Have been years ago yeah so um yeah i can see them but I think the dark horse for this year are Brentford. I've seen you yes. put them in seventh. Yes. Would not be surprised if they finish anywhere in the top at six. They have signed some. I mean, I mean, Brentford are like the best run club in the championship by far. Yeah. The amount of players they get in, like nobodies, and turn them into like yeah. obviously not superstars, but really good players at this, like superstars of the championship. Do you know what I mean? Like Mopai. Neil Mopay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They um, they can keep him because that I think that's their biggest transfer out of lot. No matter who they bring in. Nothing's going to top if they get rid of him, if you know what I mean. Yeah, they need no, to keep hold. If they keep hold of him, I can see them straight into the top six. No no problem. But it's that thing, if they keep him, who do they replace him with and things like that. Bristol City, you've got them in eighth. I think they will be a team that will be in and around. And obviously, we've got like Stoke, Huddersfield, yeah. Middlesbrough, Wednesday. But who all got their own cases to say, we deserve to be in that top six come the end of the season. But yeah, I totally agree with the league prediction there, and I, I can't really change it because I think it's perfect, spot on. Uh, yeah, I mean, I appreciate that. I mean, I probably like you said, it's just like for example, it's, it sees who um, West Brom brings in as a striker, yeah. and if Brentford can hold on to Mapai. It's just like the last so many weeks of this transfer window is going to be so crucial, crucial to where so people crucial. finish. I mean, because it down on like slight little touches to teams and things like that and it could make or break them yeah man I mean like you said it's legit it's going to be a bit I don't know what what do you think we need I mean we might as well talk about us lastly like, what do you think we need to bring uh, in to... Um, I think we need about... another striker to push grabbing because with Kareem going we've not really got another striker we've got Murphy obviously but with grabbing sitting there is he really going to be threatened by Murphy at the age of 36, oh, under a manager like Lamushi. Yeah. Obviously, under, under O'Neill, he, he likes Murphy. He's played with him in his career. Like He's gone for him many times. So, But at the minute, Graben's probably sitting there looking around thinking there's no one else challenging me for a spot. Maybe Tyler Walker, but... Yeah, I don't know if he's got it for this level. So Graben's probably looking around like there's no one else on my level here, so I've got the spot. And that's not good because then you get comfortable and performance to start to drop and things like that so i think we need another striker no matter who it is i think we need another one that's going to come in and maybe score 10 10 to 15 goals just to keep grabbing on his toes um and i don't think there's really any other position maybe maybe another right back to help yeah i think a right back cover would be nice but then again it goes back to the formation if you play the five at the back we don't need another right back because we've got cash 100% 100% yeah but um, yeah no I totally agree I just want to give before we go I just want to give a bit of a shout out to Guardiola for getting to the final of the African Cup <laughs> yeah that, that's, that's good for Algeria <laughs> yeah that's you know 
It's decent. It wasn't, um, there wasn't any of the favourites going into it. They had a good team, but it wasn't one of the favourites going into it. Well, so hopefully he can win, and then he knows what winning is like, and he can take us up to the Premier League. Yeah. <laughs> you need it, especially. But like you said, though, like you were saying, that I mean, that third, the first game is going to be such a big thing for us, like such a tough test. I mean, I'm looking at our fixtures now. We've got West Brom, Leeds, and we've got a Cup. Then we've got Birmingham, Cholton, and Fulham in our first five games. Mm-hmm. Cholton's going to want to prove a point. Your Leeds and West Brom and Fulham are all going to be up there, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, what a tough start to the league. Like, yeah, I'm totally with you on that. West Brom, Leeds, Fulham, probably top six, all three of them. Preston are one of them teams. They can turn up on any given day and beat anyone. Yep, 100%. Charlton, they know they're going to be in for a battle this year. They're not dumb. The manager's not dumb. They've been there, done it before. They know they're going to be in a battle for this year, so they're going to play for every single point from that from the minute the first whistle, uh, first ball's kicked. They're, they're going to be in a battle with every team. So I probably say that the easiest three points in that first month is Birmingham, but that's still not an easy three points. The championship, though, isn't it? I like look at every game and it's like, oh, that's hard. That's hard. That's hard. Oh, that's who we got today? Leeds. Yeah. Are hard. Who we got next week? Um, I don't know. Wigan, hard. Like you can go for yeah. any any game, no matter home or away. It's going to be hard. Hundred, yeah, I couldn't agree more. But I'm looking forward to the season, and I'm just hoping it's it doesn't get to like November like it did last year and all go downhill. Hopefully, yeah. we can do a bit better this year. But I think we we need to all stick by Lamushi, give him give him his fair chance. Stick by the new players he's brought in, give them their fair chance. Uh, I don't think we'll do too bad. I think we'll do all right. I agree with you. I totally agree. So, do you want to wrap it up? Yeah, we can give it. We can wrap it up. I think it's been a good, good first episode, I'd say. Yeah, we've obviously got more plans going into future episodes that we'll bring in for the second episode. A West Brom fan because they who they, that's who we play on the opening day, and um, yeah, we'll, we'll continue to bring more people in week in week out. Uh, help us with the podcast uh, see their view on their club so, their yeah. view on Forest and we'll just we'll just go from there anything yeah you it's going to be a weekly thing isn't it so like we'll reflect on you know yeah a game on the weekend or the game on midweek but no I'm looking forward to it and looking forward to what the season brings totally agree uh, do you want to wrap it up do you want to do the outro uh, <laughs> do that gonna let me do that yeah you can do it you'll smash it okay fair enough uh so that's gonna do it for the the first podcast of the, the season and um the obviously the re- date of recording this is the 16th of july so you probably won't be seeing this till the 26th of july and we'll try and do a weekly upload every single friday maybe when international um breaks come around we'll just like shut it up for a bit because there's not really anything to speak about forest related when the international break is on so then we'll bring it back as soon as the, the football comes back but yeah thank you for listening and um we'll see you next week